Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, everyone. Woohoo! Alaska in the house. Kansas in the house. Look at this. We've got some first time listeners in the house. How exciting to have our first time listeners with us today. I see our, our regulars from Washington and Oregon City, Oregon, Dallas, Fort Worth. Lots of Texas people. Got some some uh, happy people from Florida, the great state of Florida, where we're not as crazy as everybody else. So welcome, 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 everyone. Um, I'm, I'm not in the best of moods at the moment <laughs> because Governor Newsom has ruined my Christmas. I'm <laughs> not happy at all. Newsom's law uh, that makes it a crime for a hotel in California to issue a reservation to a non-resident for less than 14 days. <sighs> Has canceled my Christmas vacation. Welcome, JC. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Aren't you happy to be in the house with all these great liberty-loving people? Absolutely. Hey, we had a little meeting from a senator from Arkansas today. Yeah. Very nice man. <clears throat> We've got David in the house from Arkansas. Lots of people from all kinds of different places around the area. And some great things going on today. Uh going to do my best to keep up with y'all today because I have uh, JC uh, passed his migraine on to me because, you know, they're contagious, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it's against the law for a hotel to to issue against the law. Like, who do you charge with that crime for issuing that reservation to someone for less than 14 days? Somebody said that's a real boom. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like she's going to be charged with something. <laughs> oh, woo, woo, woo. So, hey, guys, I wanted to start off talking to you a little bit about um, what's going on uh, with this Texas lawsuit and uh, some to sort of debunk what is going on in the mainstream, the live stream media, and in these anti-Texas lawsuit people. So we're just in the beginning of the Texas lawsuit, which now has 20 states uh, going along with Texas to sue four states for the certification of illegally obtained votes. And we have, in the midst of all of this, which is kind of funny, uh, funny, not Funny, haha, funny, I want to, you know, whatever. Conservative lawmakers and legal scholars denounced Texas election suit as a mockery of federalism and separation of powers. Hmm. What's really interesting is that every complaint that they make, so there's three things that you need to know about this Texas lawsuit uh, that is a lie coming from these people. Now I'm going to, I'm going to scroll down here. I'm going to show you who these conservative, oh wait, it's in here. Sorry. I'm going to scroll down here and show you who these conservative experts are. 
which is really kind of interesting as well. JC's the name guy, so he probably can tell you a little bit more about these people on this list. But here they are. Uh, but uh, so the list of people who are the conservative uh, scholars and conservative lawmakers, legal scholars that are opposed to the Texas lawsuit. But let me explain to you, because I actually took notes. There are three things you need to know these people are lying to you about. First and foremost, and I saw this, JC, all over the news, right? These headlines are popping up everywhere. Uh, voter fraud, conspiracies. We've got now this, this uh, article by CNN explaining the Supreme Court lawsuit from Texas and Trump challenging Biden's win. I'm sure it won't be a huge shock to you to know that there is that every single lie I'm telling you is the one that's explaining the lawsuit in the CNN article. Right. So what we have here, let me show you the four things that you need to know uh, about or the three things that you need to know, the three lies that are being told. So. First off, what we have is a lawsuit of one or more states suing one or more other states. This is what we call a matter of original jurisdiction, which means by Article 3 of the Constitution, the Supreme Court is not just simply an appellate court. They are a trier of fact and a trier of law. So it doesn't go anywhere else but the Supreme Court. And what these liars are saying is that this lawsuit challenges the election results of another state. That's where their claim of violation of separation of powers goes. The problem is the lawsuit is not actually about the results. It's about violating state law and 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 manipulating the through the violation of state law, the selection of the representative of the states. Remember, the president of the United States is not a representative of the people. He is a direct representative of the states, which is why the Electoral College of the states choose the president, not the popular vote. So it's not about challenging the results. It's about challenging the fact that the entities, whether it be the courts, or the bureaucracies violated state law, which affects the election. Lie number two, the lawsuit violates the constitutional principles of Article 2, Section 1. Mm -hmm. Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution is the part where it says the states shall choose the electors, establishing the laws to do that, right? So, First and foremost, again, this is not about challenging the choice of electors. Quite ironically, though, they claim the lawsuit violates Article 2, Section 1. It is actually the four states who have violated Article 2, Section 1 by not following the laws created by the states right. to engage in the election that would eventually create the selection of the Electoral College. So it's not about choosing electors. Again, it's about certification of unlawfully obtained votes. The third lie. Unlawfully obtained mean, meaning votes 
that happen contrary to, to, state, to law. state law. State law. Right. Exactly. So it's the, it's the bureaucracies and the courts of the state who are violating Article two, Section one, because the states created the law and they're not following it. Mm-hmm. Which I find that ironic that they come up and they say these people are via th- these states are violating Article two, Section one, because it's the state's authority to choose the means by which we choose the electors. Well, but it's the state's entities that are violating Article two, Section well, one by not following the law. Yeah. So it's the state's authority to do that. But there is a constitutional framework. There's a constitutional um, a, a contractual agreement yes. right, amongst the states, and which is the Constitution that delineates how they are to right. do that, which is to say the state. I mean, you, you sort of follow the follow the bouncing ball. Right. Mm-hmm. So the Constitution says you have to do this according to the laws of your state. Mm-hmm. OK, the legislature passed the laws. Therefore, this is how it's supposed to go according to the laws of the state. So then. What these states did is the executive branch essentially operated contrary to the laws of the state and right? in, and the judicial branch. In Correct. One state. In, a, in affirming it. Right. And no, the, no, no. There's a judicial branch who came and rewrote granted, the, yes, right, granted right, the rewrote extension. the laws. Yeah. yeah. So. So anyway, follow the bouncing ball. They, they're violating the Constitution. Right. Right. Exactly. So, yes, it's their authority, but it's not the authority is is not. Do this however you want to do it. Violate separation of powers. Don't be a republic, right? Because you're you're required. If I if I understand this correctly, the Constitution also requires every state to be a republic, mm-hmm. which involves separation of powers, legislative, judicial, executive. Right. So that's what's been violated at the state level. And under the violation of separation of powers, they carried out this election, right? Which which is what they're well, saying makes them illegal votes from the federal level. Right. From the federal level, level, Article two, Section one says the states make the laws Mm -hmm. from the state level. The state constitution says only the legislative body makes law. Thank you. That's what I was trying. So what happens then now they violate Article two, Section one, because the legislative body actually made the laws. Mm -hmm. But in these cases, the executive and the judicial branches of those states are not following the laws that were made pursuant to the constitution but are in fact executive and judicial in fact creating law yes which is not within their authority which, yeah, to which is which so is that, violation that, at the state level right so really when these people talk about the authority that's the violation of authority that this lawsuit mm-hmm. is pointing to right they violated their authority by uh engaging in legislative action outside of the legislature they yes. don't have the authority to do that. Right. But and thus it, from the federal level, then violating Article two, Section one, which the the blue states and the uh, conservative so-called sort conservative lawmakers and legal scholars are claiming that the Texas coalition of states is violating Article two, Section one. They are not. The Texas coalition of states is not violating Article two, Section no, one. They're trying to and what, in, in secure it. Yeah. And the quote was a quote under the title on the reason article uh, stood out in that regard. Uh, the Constitution plainly makes the appointment of electors a state by state matter. Right. Well, that's true to the extent that 
right? Each each or each have the independent election. However, the states are in a contract, right? Each of them. So it's like you wouldn't look at a contract so, and say, well, each of the people in the contract, it's up to them to do what they do. So then a person involved in the contract does something contrary to the contract. So then the other parties to the contract have no business to say, wait a minute, we have we have to take recourse because this guy violated think, our contract. Yeah, but you're it, it's it's a right? lot simpler than that, actually. Help me out. Because you see the contract is that it is a state by state issue. Mm -hmm. And in reality, it was handled state by state. The violations Illegally. happened within the states. No, legally, the states established the laws. It right. was within the states that violate the law, which violates Article 2, which creates the standing for the other states as a violation of the contract. Yeah. You, you broke the contract you to which we contract. are a party. Right. So the quotes here are i mean it's like looking at the other states saying well you you can't do anything when the states don't follow the contract that you're all part well, of well and that's part of that's the thing crazy. that i was pointing out is one of the lies that they're tra that they're touting see they're what they're saying is that the uh that this is a lawsuit about the election results mm -hmm. this is not a lawsuit about the election results this is a lawsuit about the fact that the state the executive and legislative bodies within the states did not follow the law created by the legislative branch thus violating article 2 section 1 yeah. Because Article 2, Section 1 says the legislature of the states creates the laws. And you have the executive and the judicial branches now creating laws violating Article 2, Section 1. So these so-called conservative opponents are saying, you know, the other states individually can act lawlessly. Right. And hey, you other states. It's none of your business. It's none of your business. Well, this is part uh, of the hello. This is part of the whole lies. Remember, I told you three things, right? So you have the lie that this is a challenge or election results. It's not a, a challenge of election results. It's a challenge uh, about those the states violating their own laws, thus violating Article Two, Section One. The second lie is that the that the Texas coalition of states is violating the principles of Article 2, Section 1, that it's a state-by-state -state issue, when in reality, it is actually the states who are violating Article 2, Section 1 because they're not following the legislative law that's created. The third lie, and this, JC, try not to fall on the floor laughing. So what you have are these so-called legal scholars, you know, the Joseph Story lovers, and you also have the blue states who are saying this, that the Texas coalition is engaging in an unprecedented expansion of federal power. Mm -hmm. That claim is so laughable, JC. I, I, I had to actually pause for just a second before I went in, into that. So let me, let me just explain to you. This case is actually one that finally falls in the true jurisdiction of the Supreme Court of the United States, actually found in Article 3, where a, a dispute comes between one state and uh, one or more other states, two or more other states, right? You have that dispute. That's actually language in the Article 3. 
This is not your usual Supreme Court case built on some legal argument bootstrapped into jurisdiction by some misapplication or stretch of the law of the 14th Amendment or some element found hiding in the Constitution's penumbra. This is actually, by language, a case of original jurisdiction to the Supreme Court. They're calling it, though, bogus and seditious. Mm-hmm. These states, as you said, JC, they have an interest in this. Yeah. And I think part of the, the confusing thing here is once again going back to the understanding of, hey, what is the role of the president? Why would the states have standing to sue? Well, they have standing to sue because the president of the United States is their representative in foreign affairs. Yeah, the states you have collectively elect elect the president. Right. So what you have are they have an interest. a handful of states who are not following Article 2, Section 1, which is a violation of the contract with the other states, which has a direct impact on on who is chosen to be their representative. Hmm. This is clear damages to the other states. Yeah. There's and, and the only and people Yes, we are live. Yes, we are live. So the real question here is how can the Supreme Court not take this case? Because I'm hearing people Chris Hand, can the Supreme Court refuse this case? Mm-hmm. Well, there are grounds on which a case of original jurisdiction can be refused. Okay. And that would be that the Supreme Court says that the states don't have standing to bring the case, but they absolutely have standing. They're alleged, there's a violation of Article 2, Section 1. There's a violation. There are damages to the states. I mean, it'd be difficult to say there, there's no standing. They could allege that even if they had standing, there were no damages, but I don't know that you, you I don't I don't know how you can do that, but I'm sure if Justice Roberts can make the argument that it's that it's uh, not a penalty, it's a tax and therefore uphold the uh, Affordable Care Act illegally. They can do all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So the bottom line is this, JC, it's going to come down once again to the morality and the courage of the Supreme Court. Yeah, great. Great. They do that. Great analogy, by the way, Jeff Howard. That works. Um, yeah. So, you, you know, what's what's uh, yeah. The states created the federal government. Now, isn't that correct? Yes. Yes. The yeah. states created. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, it's 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 crazy to suggest which I, I mean, this stuff, they're, they're not these people are not honest. Right. I mean, all this, they come up with these crazy things. It's not based on any principle. It's they, they want a certain outcome. And you, here's the thing I have to, I mean, not, not that I'm just starting, but you have to wonder about some of these folks interest, personal interest in things happening. And and I, you, I know you didn't have this keyed up. I don't think, but I was just perusing the news to make the point here. Um, And I noticed one of, I noticed one of the um, uh, people, one of the writers from Forbes, like he wrote a book, whatever. So it's Forbes is pushing uh, this investigation of Jared Kushner for uh, somehow personally benefiting uh, some Middle East country, mm-hmm. 
for some of his personal business or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which may or may not be, be, be true. But it's it is interesting. Um, now, I'm starting to notice, which we talked about this before, so many China related interest to these folks who are who attack um Donald Trump and and some of the other things happening it's it's fascinating to start to see start to see it made public of how infiltrated America is by Chinese interest uh, i i didn't know i started reading the story and i always this is one of the things that I do. You know this. If if somebody's involved, I dig into mm-hmm. who do you work for? Where did you come from? What are the connections? And yeah, that's I, why I, I had, thought maybe you might know some of those names up yeah, there. Yeah, so in I this had lawsuit. Well, that's what's interesting, right? So I when you look at Forbes, Forbes is owned by uh it's called uh Great Whale uh, Great Whale Media, White Whale Media, something like that. Um Bottom line is they're a Chinese, they're pro-communist Chinese company um, headquartered in Hong Kong. When they bought a major interest in Forbes magazine, the editor promptly kicked one of their reporters out the door who was critical of the Chinese Communist Party. And so it's fascinating to me how Trump has essentially waged this sort of economic war Mm -hmm. against China. And and you see the particular people attacking. And sometimes it's surprising because you you look and go because just like this group, and this is what made me think of it. Right. All these people operate under the label of conservative. Well, so does Forbes. Right. All the Forbes, blah, 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 is conservatives. But it's but then when you see the China connection, mm-hmm. remember, uh, and I'm not making an allegation here, but remember, um, what's his name? Amash. Right. Right. Came was like always solidly pretty solidly constitutional more and relatively there, speaking better than anybody yeah and there was this this uh, i forget i forget even now what the discussion was but it was something that was clearly you know um trump was on solid constitutional grounds right, right. and suddenly amash was attacking trump and whatever and then all of a sudden all these stories came out about uh his family's personal business interest you know in certain places that trump you know, was having a negative effect on. So it's crazy how the things that the Trump administration has targeted, particularly foreign countries and China specifically, mm-hmm. and how, wow, what a coincidence mm-hmm. that all the people attacking Trump um, have so many Chinese connections. Right. It's fascinating to me. And China for a long time has been, we've talked about this before, they've, they've been one of the major uh, at one time, they were the number one real estate holder in America. Uh, secondly, they own thirty six percent of our farmland. Thirty six percent of farmland. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, they now dominate the Hollywood film industry. Yes, their studios and production. Yes. Uh, so, and let's not forget Bill Clinton's connection with the Chinese. That when Biden. he was when he wasn't it Bill Clinton dodging the draft, he ran off to China. I, I think he went to Soviet Union. I don't remember. It was, I was in the Kremlin China. during a protest or something. But it's just fascinating. All of the Chinese, uh, the, the, the use. In fact, a couple of Swalwell, right? Swal. Now there's this big thing. Swalwell uh, was paid by right a Chinese spy. Mm-hmm. Uh, did fundraising for Swalwell, put an intern in his office. 
he had um, intimate relations with this Chinese spy, female. And uh, what's her name? Um, I get these two mixed up. Barbara Boxer and the other one. The other California, uh, Feinstein. Mm -hmm. Feinstein had a Chinese spy in her office mm -hmm. for 20 years. Um, anyway, just, just a, you know, a thought. I don't mean to derail the discussion, but um, I really think this thing is uh, going to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. And I would I would recommend look out for the Chinese connection in all right. of these things. It 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 would not shock me every time you hear sort of this major uh, push of this kind of stuff. Well, my first not surprising to find China somewhere in the mix. My first introduction to this was our friend Victor saying years ago, years yeah. ago, saying, hey, pay attention to the credits in the movies. Right. Hollywood has been taken over by China. Yep. And we know. So what is the value of taking over Hollywood? Well, Hollywood is the the um, the. Oh, it's a propaganda the machine. The propaganda I mean, machine. It is not the just narrative. simply the propaganda machine, though, but it is the, uh, and my brain's not working, but it's the the opium of the masses, sure. right? Mm -hmm. So you have the opium of the masses, you have the propaganda machine, then you have all of these people, JC, in Hollywood that Americans idolize and become experts simply because they made a film, and you have the Chinese putting words in their mouth. Mm -hmm. So it's... It's almost the perfect storm of uh, of a uh, without better uh, use of words, but a psyops to take over a country through that. Way. Well, and, and two things: uh, a, a prominent Chinese leader said that they have their people mm -hmm. in the top inner circles of leadership in America. Um, the Chinese Communist Party leadership says that they have a massive intelligence network in the United States. Uh, so I, I think, I believe this is a major issue and I think it's going to continue to show itself. Here's the crazy thing. I don't understand as someone who used to be in military intelligence, as somebody who, you know, is involved in, in the study of politics and the study of governments as a historian, as I am. I'm just sort of befuddled as to why it's so outrageous to some Americans to think that China would do these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are the kind of things that that major governments are always trying to do to to overcome. I mean, you are talking about major powers. Who are the major powers in the world? China, Russia, United States. Mm. Of course, they're going to be bumping heads and we're doing the same things to them. So why would it be? I just don't understand why this is so mind zapping to people that China would be involved in in this kind of endeavor. Yeah. And I, I want to be expecting this. And I want to it's just my take. Um, take it or leave it. I say this uh, as a veteran who's married to a veteran. Um, I look at all the post 9-11 focus in the Middle East, um, I believe was a massive boondoggle and distraction to some extent that helped allow, right, helped steer attention away. 
and all this time that we're focused on some of that stuff, China uh, and other nations, uh, but China has spent all that time progressively infiltrating America while we were distracted by the so-called war on terror. Right. Ju just my two cents. Or the war on drugs. Yeah, that came earlier. That that was another distraction that uh, that let other things happen. Uh, it, it, it's I tell you, it's fascinating how certain crises take center stage mm -hmm. and it's all we can pay attention mm -hmm. to. It sucks up American resources. It mm -hmm. sucks up Mer American attention. Uh, and all the while, there's something much more subversive going on that nobody's paying attention to. And I think uh, and, and China has done this to a great extent in the economic realm. And right. it, it's not been military. It's not been, you know, it's it's not been anything. So we're focused on, you know, uh, taking AR-15s and going and shooting people in the desert or whatever. We're defending freedom over there. And, mm -hmm. and, and it seems like that was leveraged as a distraction. Um, so it, it, it's just fascinating. And then, of course, in the midst of that, uh, the attention was turned on Americans. Right. All of a sudden you, you had to create this massive um, post 9-11 uh, intelligence structure. And that was by and large turned on the American people mm -hmm. while foreign entities were infiltrating our country. Right. We're, we're focused right. on the threat from Americans and veterans and Christians and conservatives and anti-abortion and all this sort of nonsense under right. particularly under Obama for for uh, eight years um, and even Bush. So you, you had all the surveillance and whatever. It's like, wait a minute, you're you're turning America's intelligence ear to its own people. Right. Why fo while foreign entities are taking over the country? What in the Which world means is happening? the foreign entities are turning the American intelligence ear on the people. Yeah. Right. So that's the bottom line is you got to what who's controlling who that kind of thing going on. Yeah. And so anyway, again, my I, two cents. Yeah. So just to sort of wrap back around to finish the thought about the uh, lawsuits, we got to understand that. What the Texas coalition of lawsuits are actually doing is defending the Constitution. Mm -hmm. They are defending the Constitution. They are following the Constitution to defend the Constitution because people are always, you know, jumping all over me, Chrisanne. Oh, you just complain. You don't give solutions. You're not paying attention. We give solutions all the time. The problem is, I think, JC, maybe I could be wrong. The solutions I'm giving are the ones, the particular ones they don't want to hear because it doesn't involve, you know, Donald Trump or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the solutions that we must stick to with the the speculation, the allegation that the United Nations is waiting, willing, ready at on the edge of their seat to invade America it is more important now than ever that we follow the Constitution. We have to follow the Constitution. If we set aside the Constitution, then guess what we do? We establish the means for them to say they have to come in and save us. 
Mm. I mean, that's what the United isn't. So most people look to the United Nations, JC, as the peacekeepers, the ones who come in and save the government from the usurpers. And what we do, if we are the ones that go outside the Constitution in this election, then those in the uh, cabal in the deep state who are whose strings are being pulled by the UN will have an excuse to say you're violating the constitution. We have to bring the UN to fix it. Well, here, here's what I think. Here's what I think has happened. Um, over, I mean, since probably since Reagan left office, um, you've basically had large corporate business interest pushing, pushing the foreign interest. Right. Which then spills over into the government. I I feel like I feel like our government is more supports foreign interests more than our own interests. And I think that one one of the things one of the reasons why that's happened, it's so it's so much more profitable Mm -hmm. to do business overseas. Right. Right. And so you have these massive global corporations that it is in their interest to to support that foreign those Mm -hmm. foreign nations. Um, and further those interests uh, in this nation. So when you, I mean, one thing that I think is telling that absolutely triggered the left uh, was Trump's slogan, America first. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost their mind. To mm-hmm. me, that yeah. seems like a no brainer. You're yeah. an American. When you're dealing with Amer- economics. America, whatever, yeah. whatever. You're an American. Mm-hmm. Why, why be, I mean, you're going to walk around going, Ru-, I mean, American, Russia first. China first. We want to put China first. We want to put Greece first. We want to put Italy. First. I mean, what what logical sense does that make? Unless the major interest is toward foreign nations over your own nation, and that has trickled into the mentality of so so many Americans. And they've been they've been sold this hogwash of, well, to say that is racist and it has nothing to do with that. You're, you're, you're insulting other nations. You're being arrogant, blah, blah, blah. No. So they've been duped mm-hmm. while all these globalists and their, these globalist corporations and their puppet politicians in the U S right. government have been driving an agenda, which puts foreign interest first. And right. so why do they hate that notion of America first and, and the sort of, um, I mean, for lack of a better term, a nationalist, uh, a nationalist sort of bent to this administration and its president. Well, I tell you why, Uh, because because of the drive for globalism, it's all part of Agenda 21 in the one world government. So that what you do is you consolidate power into the hands of the globalists. You consolidate wealth into the hands of the globalists. I was watching. Therefore, you have to shred the Constitution because it is a major barrier to that. It is the last standing barrier to that. They've the globalists have taken over just about every country in the world. And the one thing that has stopped them from taking over America is the Constitution. The fact that we are a confederation of independent sovereign states and not a consolidation of of no longer sovereign countries. I wanted to show throw up this this quote by Thomas Paine. Uh, actually posted on the internet by our friends at the 10th Amendment Center because it it responds to something that you were saying and something that somebody brought up in the chat room just as a sort of little thought-provoking thing. 
Thomas Paine wrote, taxes were not raised to carry on wars. Wars were raised to carry on taxes. Mm -hmm. And so what we have to understand is that this is, I mean, people say follow. Yeah, I was just about to come out of my mouth, Matthew, to people say follow the money, right? But follow the money is actually the fact. I mean, this is the God of the Antichrist system. Well, it's money. You've got to, and it's power. Too, so and if you won't look at it broadly, I mean, you're it's what I call what I call the Frankfurt School family. I mean, right. just the 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 shared mission of the absolute overturning of Western civilization and Western values. Uh, so, you know, it, it all goes toward that one goal. Right. Yeah. So, JC, I, I just wanted to ask you, did, did you look at this? I had sent this to you. Did you have a chance to look at it? I did that? not. Okay, well, we won't talk about it today. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. But it's very interesting to me in this this article. And uh, we, I don't have the understanding to do it. I thought maybe our listeners might. We'll talk about it tomorrow. It has to do with the Pentagon and the CIA and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, here in today's uh, law in the news, I remember I told you California Their stupid laws has ruined our Christmas vacation. But we have a California judge that says Los Angeles County's outdoor dining ban is grounded. It isn't grounded and isn't grounded in science, evidence or logic, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting. I mean, I think that's a no brainer, too. I mean, we saw the lady who's who, you know, Newsom gives a permit to the Hollywood group to come in and do their big thing in the same stinking parking lot as her open air dining that's been deemed unlawful. And so now you've got a judge who uh, is saying that this is an abuse of the health department's emergency powers and is not grounded in science, evidence, or logic. So uh, it's I, I think that's encouraging to know that there are still people in California who have half a brain. And I also found this in relationship to California. I'm not sure we know what we're doing, <laughs> says a newly skeptical California lockdown advocate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that falls into that Captain Obvious commercial, doesn't it? Yeah. Thanks a lot, Captain Obvious. And it's it's interesting the statements that he makes. He says during the first shelter in place order, which I wholeheartedly endorsed, the virus was brand new and had the capability of spreading expen- exponentially due to zero immunity and people's la- complete lack of awareness. Uh, he says the order was very much consistent with my long held views about the judicious use of power. However. I very quickly rescinded my initial orders, shuttering society focused on my new orders on personal behaviors that are driving the pandemic, mainly limiting gatherings and blah, 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 blah. But he says, what I believed back in May and what I believe now is the power and authority to control this pandemic lies primarily in your hands, the people, not mine. You know, this is that's been consistent. I, I have to say that it's, that's what's the strange thing about it. You know, there's been this the mantra from these guys of follow the science, uh, but it's been consistent even from the scientists, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who are, you know, who are the big COVID freak out people. I mean, even so, even those on that side mm-hmm. have consistently said, uh, 
we we don't believe or we have no evidence. Mm-hmm. We either have no evidence or they're they're convinced that lockdowns are not effective. Right. Right. And they talk about what's effective is social distancing, wear your mask, blah, blah, blah. Right. They, they've been saying that. And 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 so even those who are saying social distance, wear your mask, you know, all that sort of thing, limit gatherings. Even those people have consistently said lockdowns don't work. Right. So not not only are people like Newsom um, tyrants, they're they're he, they're totally out of touch. Right. Right. Even with what they claim is what you're supposed to follow. Nobody. No, no. I have. And I follow this. I read that. I read through that stuff. I look for that stuff the whole time. Ever since February, I've been following uh, those reports. And there's not been I don't think any scientist who said, yeah, lockdowns work. So just just to fall back on something that was uh, I found for somebody in the chat room out there who said that the docket for the Texas case has been removed from the Supreme Court website. Uh, It has not been removed from the Supreme Court website. It's right there. There's the docket for the Texas case. So let's, uh, you know, I don't know who's passing that news around, but that's Peaceful Pond. Sorry you're having such a hard time with your your feed there. I know. Who knows? Probably can't hear me saying that. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hello from London, England. Awesome. Where is that one, JC? Uh, Sam from from london england love the show oh great great thank you sam sam would like my history of the constitution class yes Yes. all about ethelred in 1014 and Mm -hmm. through uh uh henry the first and william the first and all the kings of his history that's a great one so jc the last so that's supremecourt.gov that's does that show you all the uh are you able to find out all who have joined, all the states who have joined is probably somewhere yeah, in so, there, right? Right. Because it's so something like there are hyperlinks over to all fifteen. This. I heard up to nineteen oh, states. Oh no, there. yesterday there were seventeen states. I mm-hmm. think there's twenty now. Wow. But you also have twenty blue states allegedly that have filed a brief against it. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting, JC, is that the um this is splitting the country in half by states now. Yes, yes. Splitting the country politically in half. And so what we have is, uh, let's see, we're down here to December 10th. Uh, We have all of the briefs Mm -hmm. and the motions that are being filed. So all of these documents are coming in. And once these documents come in, then the Supreme Court will decide whether uh, wh- when whether they will or will not actually docket the case and where it will come together. Remember, this yeah, is a case of a region woodwork. Yes, I'm telling Please. you, man. Well, look at well. I'm gonna put this back up here again. Look at all of this. This is this is practically unheard of. You have something that was filed on December seventh. And now you have all of these filings in just three days. I can't even imagine the Supreme Court you thinking, file an amicus brief. how the heck are we going to read all of this stuff? You should file one. I should file one. <laughs> I don't have permission to be seen by the Supreme Court yet. Mm. I don't know how many people realize that you have to have an attorney that has permission to be seen. <laughs> anyway... Um, 
but that's that's just to appear and argue before them. I could file sure. a brief, but nonetheless, I just think that's amusing in today's world. Red states secede. Well, Te technically, yes. Bruce Wayne, every state has love your show, Bruce. Authority, yes. Bruce Wayne, love your show. Yes. Pow, boom, kazam. Mm -hmm. uh, every state has the authority to secede. We are in a voluntary contract with each other. When that contract is violated, yeah. then you can you, you you're no longer bound by it. Well, what's here's interesting, the thing the, is, uh, JC, I am not a secessionist. Right. Why leave the the, the people who are destroying America with all the good stuff. I'm what we call an expulsionist, right? Yeah, I don't out. kick them out I'm for violating leaving. the contract, right? Con they're, they're the violators. They yeah. need to be expelled from the contract. That's how that needs to work. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm with you. Amen. Not a secessionist. I'm an expulsionist. I'm an expulsionist. Right. So that's what we need to do. Uh, oh, I found this really funny one. What is this new thing they keep doing now with our ads, with these huge freaking ads at the top where you can't see the headlines anymore? Hmm. Maybe because they know their headlines are nothing but lies. So anyway, uh, CNN, why Donald Trump is likely to be very disappointed about Times Person of the Year. I only throw this up because it's amusing to me who they appointed as Times Person of the Year. I am morally opposed to reading anything by Chris Salisa, just for the record. <laughs> I, I have a religious objection. You have a religious objection to Chris Salisa? Yeah. I have a I have a moral objection to the way all these articles put up are put up as news. They don't put the headline opinion anymore or op ed on them. Mm. These these so called journalists issuing their opinions in writing, and then nobody identifies them as opinions, so people actually think they're fact. So here's who Time believes is the 2020 person of the year. Well, it's either Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Or the frontline healthcare workers and Dr. Fauci, mm -hmm. or the movement for racial justice. I think that somebody needs to tell T Time Magazine what the definition of the word "person" may be. I, you know, just this saying. stuff gets under my skin. Hashtag just saying. Hashtag who gives a duck fart <laughs> you know it's just like it blew me away the other day like so you you hear a little blurb of the uh, you hear a little news summary blurb every morning when you get up um it was funny as they were reporting some certain happening in the political realm and it said <laughs> something about thank you richard it said something about like part of the the report was as seen on saturday night live what how is that news? Like, who cares what's on Saturday Night Live and how does that rise to the level of some sort of authoritative source? I feel the same way about Time Magazine's person of the year. Right. Who freaking cares what Time Magazine thinks and who they like? It's total propaganda. It's always some leftist nitwit or whatever. And and even if it's not a leftist, like the person that they put up is not, that's not a leftist, they do it in a way to mock that person. So, Dragon's Talent says I should be the person of the year. Yeah, screw Time Magazine. <laughs> they, they can go jump in a lake. Who freaking cares? Yeah, Time Magazine makes Chris Ann Hall person of the year. You know Jesus has returned and there is no longer and, and, Yeah, and, and maybe Trump whatever. will be disappointed, but he shouldn't be disappointed. Like, 
Trump, Trump shouldn't care. He's not. But oh, I know Trump's well. very, you know, sort of Trump loves Trump. Trump loves Trump. Trump and he loves some Trump. Trump. But who cares? Speaking of this idea of of opinion pieces, I remember I had one up here and I forgot. I want to show you this headline. So how would you say that? Somebody duster Shandilis? I don't know. Texas Attorney General taking Trump's voter fraud conspiracies to the Supreme Court. Please, someone tell me, why is this not headlined as an opinion piece? How can you use words like voter fraud, Trump's voter fraud conspiracies mm -hmm. and, and hold yourself up to be an actual journalist. This person is not a journalist. This there, there person no journalists is an opinion piece. Look at her. Breaking news reporter. Sorry, right. sweetheart. Right. That's not news. That's opinion. And you can call me a, you know, what, whatever they call a Racist, sycophant. Misogynist, right, yeah, Trumper. Trumper, whatever. You, she is not covering breaking news. Please, somebody tell me what is actually breaking and what is actually news about this headline. Someone, someone, please help me here identify in this sentence what is the breaking part and what is the news part. There, there are no journalists at CNN. First, this off. is so crap. To to look for them there in the first place is folly. It's crap is what it is. And, it, and then they just put this up here as news. Here we go again. This is supposed to be news from uh, Ariane DeVogue and Dan Berman. <laughs> news explaining the Supreme Court lawsuit from Texas and Trump challenging Biden's win. All right. So I read this because I thought, hey, I want to know more about this. I want to know how this works. I want to see somebody's real legal constitutional analysis. Not a single factual piece of information in there. Not a single. It's all freaking opinion. I'm just so sick of this. And then, you know, I'm the I'm the leftist. I'm, I'm the rightist, white, white supremacist, right wing hate group. No. And what's funny is because I'm talking facts while they're spouting opinions. Right. But what's funny is, you know, talking about what's going on, you're suddenly a, a Trumper. Yeah. Right. I'm a I mean, Trumper. No, nothing. When we're discussing about the issues of the election and that sort of thing, just because. If you suggest there's problems, then somehow that favors Trump. So you're a Trumper. But I mean, whether whether imagine if you were, uh, let's say I'm a, I'm a Joe Jor Jorgensen supporter. Mm -hmm. Would that change the reality of what I'm looking at mm -hmm. and, and how we're analyzing? And I, mm -hmm. but that's the problem for for most of the tribalists out there that would change it. Right. Like you have to pick. One particular person, pick your horse and then shape everything you say and everything you see about that. I, yeah. I, it, it, it's just aggravating. Like we get we get emails. Oh, it's so much for a principle over party. Now you're you, you know, you're closet Trump supporter and Trumper no. just because Trump says there's there's fraud and problems and conspiracy, you know, whatever. And then we, you know, you point out this is a problem. They're not following the Constitution court. That, and it lines up with Trump's position. Oh, you're a Trumper. Uh, no, the facts are the facts. Just it's people are pathetically stupid. 
You get those emails. I don't. JC shields me from a lot of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's not a pro-Trump or anti-Trump anything. It has nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter who the candidate may have been, right? Breaking election law is breaking election law. It doesn't matter who the candidate is. This is, this is not about a Trump win. This is about the state of the republic. Yeah. The destruction of the electoral system, the destruction of federalism, the destruction of state sovereignty, the invasion by the United Nations and Chinese foreign interests. What in the hell does that have to do with somebody loving Trump? What is wrong with these people? How freaking stupid can you be? We have people, I mean, people even come in our chat room that we, I mean, we, they're regular listeners, but we know there's some of you out there that hate Trump. And so to say anything about this, oh, Trump, it's a Trump, this, Trump, that's this has not one freaking thing to do with a pro-Trump analysis. I don't hate Trump, nor do I worship him. Give me a break. But like we said, no, I mean, it's about the Constitution. look, we've talked we talked about Trump with the ATF bump stock thing. Not a good thing. He said, oh, take the guns, due process later. Not a good thing. But that is completely separate from the issue that we're talking about and neither one of them has to do with loving or hating trump yeah it's about what's right it's yeah. about what's constitutional it is about what is pro america yeah period yeah. yeah well and for me it's about making sure that my child has a free land where we're not living under foreign rule or tyrannical yeah, it's rule crazy. in the future. No, I, I, I mean, get that. It, what you know, the opposite was the thing. Like when we were, when we said, uh, no, no, you, you know, you can't go banning and issuing these orders from the ATF against, against uh, bump stocks or mm -hmm. weapons or size of weapons and all these things at that time. Right. The chat room was ablaze with you hate Trump. Right. And, and now Okay, there's problems with the election. Oh, well, now you love Trump. Make up your freaking mind. How about watch the show for about a year yeah. to figure out <laughs> that it, we're going to be on either side from time to time when even the best politician that you love and respect gets a little off the constitutional rails. Because for me, it's about a teaching moment. Remember, guys, this is a teach show, not a talk show. So I want to teach. And the best way to teach is through current events. And so what we do, as we promise, we take current events, we bring them to you from a constitutional perspective. Sometimes the good guy is going to be on the wrong side of the Constitution. That's just how it works. So the final thing. Hashtag we're gonna, just saying. Hashtag just saying. Done. All right. Last thing we're going to talk about, JC, hoping you'll fill us in on this one. Facebook must be broken up, the U.S. government says, in a groundbreaking law breaking lawsuit. Mm -hmm. The uh, Federal Trade Commission is bringing a lawsuit against facebook yeah i just saw this come across i haven't i haven't uh dug into it deeply um but, but this you know, is there's really been a the talk in the hearings and all of this stuff and now i guess the fc ftc federal mm -hmm. trade commission is making a move so i mean this goes back to like you know ma bell and at&t that sort of thing mm -hmm. they're talking about an antitrust lawsuit to to break uh, Facebook in particular, I guess. Yeah. So this is really cool because first off, you know, I, the federal trade commission does have some application in the constitution, not to the degree that they say they do. There's no authority in the constitution for the federal government to break up uh, monopolies. That's not their job. 
monopolies aren't good, but it's not the federal government's job to break them up. But what I like about this this particular FTC website is it's they've got a pretty decent Q and A here. Mm-hmm. And you have your questions. What ha- what have you sued Facebook for, and why? What relief are you seeking? What comes next? I don't think I've seen a government page as informative as this one actually yeah. is. So maybe we can come back and dig into it. I, I just I think it's very interesting. Obviously, this has been a big a big discussion, um, and uh, I I don't you know I. I don't know that we're always even on the same page with this because I yeah. I hate these guys now. Yeah. Now with this, this is a t- and I, I, I well, hate the them states, for what they do. The states have the authority to to break up the monopolies, but it's not a delegated authority yeah, to I the federal just, government. Oh, these Zuckerberg, well Zucker and Zuckerberg, Zucker and Zuckerberg, and Dorsey and all these cats you know google i mean they're they're they are the new rockefellers and, Raphael, uh, the the gentleman sitting next to me uh, is my husband yeah. <laughs> Raphael's wondering if you're my husband so i would love to get into this next yeah next yeah we can get into that shows um to see um to see what you think about this right right absolutely lemme lemme is not a word let me get back at you could be a word could it depends word. on where you live language evolves yeah just ask well i won't go there let me let me let allow me. me all right anyway funna funna go for a walk finna is finna 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 that's my learning finna my, close the show finna close the show we're all done today be with you here tomorrow just so you know it won't be off to California for Christmas this year, so probably here in the studio doing shows instead of reruns. Then. I vote for St. Augustine. St. Augustine. Yeah, but it's I'm not going to be spending as much time in St. Augustine as I was going to be in California, but mm-hmm. spending more time at home. Good thing I took some time to decorate the house this year. So, All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I really, really hope that you've enjoyed the show. I hope you've enjoyed listening and following us as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Don't forget to go to noncompliantmovie.com. I'm just going to go ahead and put that up there, noncompliantmovie.com. And sign up for your notices. Look, guys, this is a nonprofit tax deductible donation for Pete's sakes. You got to make your end of the year donation to make your IRS agent unhappy. (laughs) Make your end of the year donation to make that IRS agent unhappy. Donate to the nonprofit movie non-compliant and then tick off your IRS agent. And at the same time, help us teach other people how to stand in defiance of tyrannical government. Can we close with the trailer? We can't close with the trailer. All right. It's it's my show. I can See do anything I want. But I have to do I have to do something first. So, let's see. Do to do to do. There we go, share. All right. Crank it up. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. 
We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested, sentenced to a week in she jail. She also tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? Then why do we...